Today's devotion really comes as a stinging rebuke to myself. Um, I pondered and wrestled for several days over what topic to bring um, to the meeting today. Turned over many, many scriptures and thoughts this week, and I can't escape this admonition, and, I'm, and I have to share it today. And I trust that my wrestling with this topic will uh, somehow be a benefit to you guys as well. There's a deadly sin that's accurately described by C.H. Spurgeon in this way. It is a daring and God-defying sin, arraigning divine judge justice as Cain did, challenging Jehovah to combat as Pharaoh did, or making self into God as Nebuchadnezzar did. It would murder God if it could, that it might fill his throne. If killed, it revives. If buried, it bursts the tomb. None have more of it than those who dream they have none. It is a sin with a thousand lives. It seems impossible to kill it. It flourishes on that which should be its poison, glorying in its shame. It is a sin with a thousand shapes. By perpetual change, it escapes capture. It seems impossible to hold it. The vapory imp slips from you only to appear in another form and mock your fruitless pursuit. So the sin in the previous quotes from Spurgeon is the sin of pride. Proverbs 16, 18 is my verse for today. Pride goeth before destruction and an haughty spirit before a fall. When I thought about it and I read a lot of different definitions about what pride really is, um, I think one of the best definitions is simply put, it's thinking of oneself more highly than he or she ought to think. Um, in, in looking through this and in researching this and digging into scriptures, it's, it is a debated point among theologians whether or not pride was the original sin, um, but I think we can all agree that it's certainly one of Lucifer's firsts. Isaiah 14, 12 to 14. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. And I'm finding in my own experience that the closer I get to, to God, um, the more pride that I'm discovering in myself. It's like a never-ending onion that I continue to peel back layer after layer after layer as I see more pride in my own life. I thought, you know, my very sins themselves are an outcropping of pride. Psalm 10 forces the wicked through the pride of his countenance will not seek after God. God is not in all his thoughts. Uh, I, I think also um, some other examples. I'm not very good at witnessing. I often tell myself I, I'm just not as bold as some other people are. And what a lie of selfish pride. Would my Savior command me to share the gospel and yet not give me the means to accomplish it? God forbid, if I'm honest, I have to admit that my pride is simply in the way. Mark 8:38. Whosoever therefore shall be ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him also shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he cometh in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. 
often think too about pride in my own work, my vocation, my, what great accomplishments I've done in my work. I tell myself, I really deserve that pat on the back. Oh, ugh. Did God not himself create me and provide everything I have, including my job and my, and my faculties by which I do my job? Isaiah 64, 8, but now, O Lord, thou art our father. We are the clay, and thou art potter, and we are all the work of thy hand. Oh, dear God, for be it from me as the, as the clay to say to the potter, why have thou thus made me, or to glory in the way that thou hast made me. And I see these sorry, pitiful sinners in the wretched world around me, and I think to myself, why can't they accept Christ as I have done? Oh, what a horrible thought. Lord, drive it far from me. Ephesians 2, 8 to 10 says, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Isaiah 64, 6. But we are all as an unclean thing, and all our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. And we all do fade as a leaf, and our iniquities like the wind have taken us away. I think pride in religion is the worst example of this terrible sin. Jesus himself directed some of his strongest reprimands towards the religious leaders of his day. Matthew 23, 27, he says, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye are like whited sepulchers, which indeed appear beautiful outward, but are within full of dead men's bones and of all uncleanness. I, I could go on and on and on. I have so many examples I could share. I, I think you get the point. But the question is, how then can I seek and destroy this sin of pride? And I, I thought of uh, four very specific things that uh, the Lord laid on my heart. One is to pray. Of course, what we're doing here today as a group together, um, praying regularly, deeply, honestly. Um, the closer we get to God in our daily communion with him, uh, the farther we will get from ourselves. Um, also meditating continually on God's attributes. It's impossible to have pride in ourselves when we truly and deeply think upon things such as the power of God, the goodness of God, the supremacy of God, the sovereignty of God, the mercy of God. Um, if you don't already have a copy of it, I would highly recommend The Attributes of God by A.W. Pink. Um, that'll shake your world <laughs> in, your, in your view of who God uh, truly is. And it's full of wonderful scripture references, and uh, it's, it's a delightful little book. Psalm 99.5 says, Exalt ye the Lord our God, and worship at his footstool, for he is holy. Um, the other thought I had was around regularly comparing our actions, attitudes, and thoughts against God's holy law. How often do I break one of his Ten Commandments? Oh, how humbling it is to see our continued need for a fresh application of the blood of Christ. Job 13, 23, how many are mine iniquities and sins? Make me to know my transgression and my sin. That will strip pride away for sure uh, when we think about um, how often we, we disobey God and break his commandments. 
And the fourth item that I had here was tell others what the Lord has done. Um, witnessing truly has a way of putting our focus on God and on his goodness and stripping away pride. Matthew 5, 16, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. Glorify your father, not myself, not my church, not anything on this earth, but glorifying my father, which is in heaven. That's our chief end. Second Chronicles 7, 14, I'll end with, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal, heal their land. Ah, oh, the first admonition in that verse is, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves. Oh, may the Lord root out pride in each and every one of us that we may serve him as we ought.